Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you today? I'm fine, Jason. I hope you are. I'm wonderful, Bill. Excited for the program today. Excited to talk about your seminars happening this Wednesday. We'll get into that in a little bit. Well, I'm just glad we're back on Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, football keeps us on our toes around here. I guess so. Priorities, right? That's right. Well, our priority today, Bill, is, at least for right now, is discussing long-term care planning. Absolutely. Well, all right, let's talk about it because, uh, it, it is such an important issue. Uh, the fact is, is that most of us, when we get to our senior years, will in fact have a long-term care crisis. Uh, and if it's not a, a crisis, it will be a slow, simmering, expensive venture. <laughs> okay. So first, let's talk about those folks who actually were smart enough to acquire long-term care insurance early on. And, and, uh, you know, the fact is most of us put it off. We procrastinate. And then uh, we have a health care crisis, so we're uninsurable. Or um, it's just too darn expensive. And it's like, gee whiz, if I pay those premiums, I can't afford to to eat the way I want to eat, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Because long-term care insurance is, I won't say that uh, it, it's unreasonable. It's simply expensive for most of us because long-term care itself is very expensive. And the insurance companies have come to realize that they're going to pay out an awful lot of money for for the high percentage of us that will actually need long-term care assistance, whether that assistance is in our home or in an assisted living facility or in a nursing facility or even in an independent living community. So um, it is a huge issue. That's why we have our our monthly webinars on long-term care. But for those who have long-term care insurance, they have so much more uh, in the terms of options because those who do not have long-term care insurance normally do not have sufficient monies to pay for the care that they need. Uh, and that's it's a tragedy at times. You know, there is a myth out there. If you give all your property away and you don't have anything that the government will take care of you. And the fact is, there's nothing further from the truth. Um, you're on your own. You, you basically um, have uh, the, the fact is, is that most people who have very little resources cannot get the government assistance they need, and if they do, they need professional help to get it. But but with that said, uh, one of the issues that arises frequently, and I get calls uh, frequently about it, is I've got long-term care insurance, but I got this letter from the insurance company saying that my premiums are going up, but they're giving me options to reduce my benefits and reduce my premium. What should I do? Well, that well, first of all, I, I wish that the insurance commissioner would not let the insurance comp- 
companies uh, raise premiums as much as they do because uh, all of the companies, quite frankly, uh, why are they uh, raising premiums on you at this point when you thought you had a contract that guaranteed your premium? It's because they're underwriting way back when, uh, when you purchased your policy, wasn't done well enough for them to make the profits that they want to make. And quite frankly, from my perspective, that should be, I mean, they the company's enticed you to buy the insurance, and now they go to the insurance commissioner and say, oh, we messed up our underwriting, we need to charge more money. And the insurance commissioner, unfortunately, is allowing companies to charge more. Uh, to you. And to me, that's unfair. Uh, frankly, the insurance commissioners should, uh, you know, I mean, to the degree it's allowed, it should only be allowed for the uh, insurance companies to make no profit, <laughs> you know, because they're the ones who made the business mistake. The folks who bought the policies uh, want the insurance and they were, uh, uh, enticed into buying this uh, particular policy based on premiums and benefits that they would get. Well, here's the thing. If you get one of these letters, I would tell you that for most people, now, you know, everyone's unique, but for most people, you should keep every penny of long-term care insurance benefits that you can uh, and what that basically means is not to change your policy, pay the additional premium. Uh, the, the company cannot raise premiums on you individually. They have to raise premiums on the entire class of folks who own those policies. Uh, so it, it's um, – but the fact is, is that if you have a long-term care crisis, those benefits are huge. Uh, and the fact is that there is a greater likelihood that you will need your long-term care insurance than the likelihood that you'll be healthy your entire life and never need it. I mean, the percentages are against us. So having more insurance is a very smart thing. Now, if you can't afford the uh, higher premium. In other words, it's just not possible for you to pay the extra money uh, by changing your budget around, that sort of thing, uh, then okay. But the fact is you're far better off with having the most long-term care insurance that you possibly can. Now, for those folks, those rare folks who bought more insurance than they actually needed, in other words, the only way that's going to happen would be if your income was ex is extremely high. Let's say you you have five or six thousand dollars of insurance. I mean, I'm not. I've said that wrong. Five or six thousand dollars of monthly income, guaranteed income, and then you have another say, six or $8,000 of long-term care insurance each month that's payable to you. Um, is that more than you need? Not really. That's where it gets sad because the fact is, is that it, and if you're younger, it's not enough. If you're like 85 years old, then it is enough in this area. Uh, because long-term care expenses can be anywhere from, say, $3,000 a month on the very, very low end to over $12,000 a month for just normal um, care in some facilities. So the 
fact is, the more insurance you have, the better, because you have more options. I mean, if you've got enough insurance, you can do what everybody wants. Stay at home. Get the care at home that you need. You don't have to go to a different facility, a di- you know, like an assisted living facility. And at the assisted living level, which is where the majority of people need help, that's where you can't get government assistance, or at least the majority of people cannot get government assistance. Now, if a middle-class family needs nursing facility care, my law firm is really good at getting any middle-class family on Medicaid and getting government assistance. And that's, again, why we do our seminars or webinars at this point on long-term care, because they're there is government assistance available for many middle-class families. So, you know, the myth about you have to be dirt poor to get Medicaid is so untrue, uh, as long as you have some good professional help getting you there. And so, uh, the, the, but the fact is, if you have long-term care insurance, it gives you the options of staying at home or, worst case, uh, getting assistance at the assisted living level. So, uh, long-term care is an important issue, and, and I want to talk uh, about one of the things that I uh, advise my clients frequently on when we come back. We will get to that bit of information. If you want to learn more about long-term care planning, or maybe you see a long-term care crisis right down the road, or maybe you're in it right now, you need to register for Bill's seminars. They're happening this Wednesday, October 13th. They are currently in the form of webinars. They are free to attend. It's free to register. As I said, this is currently in the form of a webinar, so all you need is a device with an internet connection and an email address, and you're good to go. You can attend. You can learn from Bill. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button. That's the easiest way to sign up. WGALaw.com and click on seminars. Or if you prefer to call the office, that phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. Bill has two seminars that he's doing this Wednesday, October 13th. The morning webinar will be on the subject of long-term care assistance, what we're talking about right now, as well as an afternoon session dealing with asset protection and trust planning, a couple of topics that I think we're going to broach later on in the program. As I said, these are free to attend. If you want to learn more, go to WGALaw.com and click on that seminars button. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can learn more about him at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com is also where you can go if you want to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, October 13th, covering the subjects of long term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com. Dot com is the place to go. Just click on the seminars button. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're having a discussion all about long-term care planning. And 
Uh, Bill, we were just discussing the options that long-term care insurance gives us. And just before we took a break, you mentioned that there's a a piece of advice that you love to give your clients. (laughs) Well, I'll get to that in a minute. But you know, one of the things about growing older is the fact that even when everything is, is good, they're not as good as they were 10 or 20 years ago. I mean, because we just can't do what we could do when we were younger. I mean, there are not many seniors that, that if they could go back in time 10 or 20 years or maybe even 30 or 40 years, that we wouldn't do it. I mean, not that we want to live life over again, but uh, some of us might want that too. But the fact is, is that as we get older, uh, our bodies uh, don't work as well. And uh, okay, so with that premise, um, we get to a point, and of course, it's not a necessarily a, an age-related thing. I have 90-year-olds that are perfectly healthy and spry and lucid and wonderful, and then I have younger folks, you know, in their early 70s that, you know, just are the walking dead. You know, they just can't, you know, they have so many things going on that... that uh, keep them down. It's it's really sad. So it's not necessarily that, but the fact is, as we get older, all of us don't do as well. And, uh, you know, to the degree that we need assistance, you know, there are lots of different ways. So here's one of the things. First of all, as we get older, uh, with government assistance, uh, there are a couple things that basically the government uh, prefers, requires, whatever you want to call it. And let's say that you move in with your daughter or your daughter moves in with you. It's normally the daughter, not the son, by the way. But <laughs> not always. But uh, the fact is that you're trying to stay at home. We all do that. That's a no-brainer. But the fact is if we have a child who's, who's helping to care for us, and we're trying to uh, compensate them, uh, or we are compensating uh, a family member, it is critical that there be a contract in writing, what we call a care contract. Because if there's anything you pay a child uh, or grandchild to help you is considered a gift unless there's something in writing that says, It's not a gift, you know, because gifts are sanctionable if you ever apply for Medicaid or special assistance or VA benefits uh, in terms of the pension benefits for VA. So the fact is, is you don't want those transfers of money to be considered sanctionable gifts. The way to avoid that, a care contract. It doesn't have to be... um, a a, a complex document. It just basically says, I'm paying for this assistance and it's not a gift because the government will presume that the care that you're being provided is for love and affection and any money that you give your child or grandchild is a gift that they're going to penalize if you ever uh, apply for Medicaid. So a care contract is very, very important. Um, And now, uh, for those folks who are uh, trying to stay independent, which is all of us, (laughs) okay, there, you know, what happens oftentimes, we lose a spouse, 
and then we need assistance because typically for a lot of folks, when uh, when there's two people in the household, somehow they can take care of each other until one dies, and then the survivor can't do everything to take care of themselves. And one of the things I talk to clients about frequently is a less expensive option if you have at least a base amount of money to to pay for it, because not everybody falls into this category. But for those folks um, who have a, a, a decent amount of income, they should, I mean, because all of us basically need jerk. We want to stay at home. We want to stay at home. Don't put me in that old facility. I get that. Okay. But independent living communities is not that horrible f- facility. In essence, it's a wonderful experience for most people. In other words, it's, you know, it's not at your house, but of course, if you sell your house, it gives you more money to pay for the care you need. And if you go now, COVID has screwed things up for everybody. And certainly there are a lot of families that have delayed going to independent living communities because just to avoid COVID, which I get that too. But as as the COVID crisis diminishes, there are an awful lot of folks that should, in fact, consider independent living. Now, there are an awful lot of folks at independent living who need a little bit of care or more than a little bit of care in some cases. But what they don't advertise is all the independent living communities have licenses for independence with care. In other words, they're care providers, uh, which is really helpful. And so what I want folks to understand is it's far less expensive if you're already in an independent living community to get the assistance that you need than it is to get that same assistance at home. Now, why is that? Well, it's because with with uh, caregivers that come to your home, most every agency has at least a three or four hour minimum. So you might only need care for 30 minutes, uh, not for four hours. And so somebody comes in, helps you for 30 minutes, maybe fixes your lunch for you, but otherwise just sits around for three and a half hours and you pay them $100 a pop. And most people who need care need it twice. They need it first thing in the morning for a little while, 30 minutes or so, and then in the evening for, you know, get ready for bed. And a lot of seniors do well with them for themselves without assistance for most of the rest of the day when they need some help. Well, if you're in an independent living community, and let's say that costs you $2,500, $3,000 a month, so you have that level of income, well, if you need somebody to come every day the 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening, you can do that for maybe 20 to $30 a day rather than $200 a day. Well, that, that mounts up, which makes independent living far more affordable for folks who are not realizing it. And the other thing about independent living that I really like is the fact that most people can stay in independent living with care at a much lower cost than ever going to an assisted living community. 
uh, because, you know, frankly, most of us would not enjoy assisted living where we can enjoy independent living because independent living is not a prison. We can come and go as we please or as we can. We can enjoy companionship. We can enjoy activities that are planned in and out of the community. Uh, uh, you know, if we have a church we go to, we can go to our same church every week. You know, the whole bit. Our life doesn't really change other than the fact that we're in an apartment rather than our uh, the home that we've been in. So it's the kind of thing where it really does make a huge difference for a lot of folks. And so it's just an... Uh, it is an option that many people should consider because it is lower cost for, for most folks who can actually afford to live in independent living, which a lot of folks can. And the unfortunate part is that assisted living costs a heck of a lot more. Well, that's the uh, seems to be the theme of the program so far, Bill, is having options available to you and, you know, making that decision for yourself, which is the best way to go based on the costs and the personal preferences that you have. And when it comes to options, make sure you know all the options that are available to you when it comes to long-term care assistance. If you want to learn more about that, you really need to register for Bill's webinar happening this Wednesday, October 13th. Be sure to go online to WGA Law. Dot com if you want to register for free that's the best way to do it it's free to attend as well these are highly educational webinars again there's two of them dealing with long-term care assistance and the afternoon webinar deals with asset protection and trust planning again go to wgalaw.com click on that seminars button to register and to attend this wednesday october 13th we're taking a short break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can learn more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We're having a wonderful discussion today. Don't forget, you can go to WGALaw.com to register for Bill's webinars happening this Wednesday, October 13th. The morning webinar is dealing with the subject of long-term care assistance. The afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. These are free to attend. It's free to register. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button to learn more. Bill, speaking of asset protection, we want to get to some asset protection right now. Uh, you know, I want to talk about asset protection for wealthy families for a minute, and uh, it's really important because for those families, time is of the essence. Uh, and so here's the, I'm trying to raise the alarm bell. Now, first question is, what do I mean? Who's a wealthy family? Okay, and it depends, all right? But the question is this, all right? If you're, if you're single and your estate is anywhere close to $5 million, then you better listen up. 
If you're married and your estate is anywhere in the neighborhood of $10 million, you better listen up. Now, if your wealth is anywhere in that range and you're younger, then you have a problem that you better listen up. (laughs) And why do I say that? I mean, if you're 85 years old and you have an estate uh, uh, more than $10 million as a married couple, then this is going to be critical information. If you're single, half that amount, $5 million. Why do I say that? Now, if you're 60 years old and you're in that category, or even less, you should apply the, the rule of 72s, which basically tells you that it's highly likely that your estate is going to double within 15 years. And it, again, if your estate is in a category in that, so you, there's an issue here. What's the issue? Well, right now, our tax exemptions for at death, the estate tax exemption, the generation skipping tax exemption, and the gift tax exemption are way up there at astronomical levels, $11.7 million per person, okay? Now, why is that important? At the end of this year, two and a half months from now, it is highly likely those exemptions are going to come down dramatically. Now, you have to understand that it's already in the law that in 2026, the exemptions come back down to between 5 and $6 million. So, but we know that Congress right now is looking at a tax package, and one part of that tax package is to reduce the exemption. Now, uh, you know, there, there are folks out there that basically are saying that the sky is falling, that all is going to, you know, you know, well, you know what I'm saying. The bottom line is is that not all is bad. Uh, the, in fact, many of the tax packages could actually be extremely helpful to those of us who are middle class or even fairly wealthy. But the fact is, for our very high net worth folks, then uh, the fact is is that the, if the, when the law changes, it is going to really make a huge difference to folks. Now, the fact is, is that you have the ability to capture that exemption by using an asset protection irrevocable trust before the end of this year um, in order to use utilize your $11.7 million exemption. Now, uh, clearly, you're not planning to die this year, okay? So... The fact is, if you don't die this year, in order to capture this historically high exemption, you've got to create an irrevocable trust now for your family. I mean, you can do it for yourself. You, you can push your assets into an irrevocable trust, retain the income from the trust for your lifetime, but push all the assets out of your estate. In other words, completed gift. You have to file a gift tax return next April 15th. You might have to spend money on appraisals and things like that. I just had a case yesterday where uh, the fact is that this family, single person, 
the estate is about $11 million. Well, by doing this planning now, it will save this family at least $2 million in taxes, and it might be closer to $2.5 million. Why is it varied? It's because I know that the exemption is going to fall, and it's probably going to fall January 1st of next year. Where will it fall to? Well, more than likely between five and six million dollars because that's where it's going to come down to in 2026. So it's really not a change other than it's sooner rather than later. And it's highly not likely that it's going to fall more than that. You know, the worst case scenario, in my opinion, is five million dollars. That's why I was talking about wealth being at five and ten million. But the fact is, is that unless you don't care whether your children pay millions in tax, unnecessary taxes, the solution is to act now and do an irrevocable trust that uses your gift tax exemption. Now, when you use gift tax exemption, it erases your estate tax exemption. But there's a lot of good planning, tax planning, that you can do right now to preserve your exemption so that your children don't have to pay an ex- unnecessary taxes. And I don't know anybody that wants to pay unnecessary taxes. So now, obviously, it doesn't apply to everybody because there are very few of us that have estates this big. But the fact, the families who do enjoy and it's more than you think. There are an awful lot of families out there that really should not be procrastinating and need to do this planning right of way because it's not a matter. You, you have to do the trust planning and do the transfers before the end of this year to guarantee capture the exemptions that you have that will remain in place for the rest of this year. Well, if you fall into one of those categories, you need to get a hold of Bill, as he said, and you need to do it rather fast. Go to WGALaw.com if you'd like to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, or you can also call the office, 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. That's the number that you can call if you'd like to schedule an appointment with Bill. Also, if you're interested in attending one of Bill's webinars, you can call that number as well, 919 919- Two five six seven thousand. Bill's webinars are happening this Wednesday, October thirteenth, covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as the subject of asset protection and trust planning. They're free to attend. It's free to register. Go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page to learn more. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Don't forget, Bill has his set of webinars happening this Wednesday, October 13th. Be sure to go online to WGA Law. 
Bill'sWebinars.com to find more information. Bill's webinars cover the subjects of long-term care assistance. This is uh, dealing with the astronomical costs of long-term care and finding assistance for middle-class families who just really can't afford uh, the typical uh, costs of long-term care. But, you know, those who might not know that assistance is available for them, attend one of Bill's webinars, get the education on this subject from one of the sources that really has just a comprehensive eye on how to navigate those uh, troublesome waters. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button. And the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com is where you want to go and click on that seminars button. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're having a discussion right now on asset protection. And uh, we've been talking about wealthy families and what they need to be aware of on some potential tax changes. I got to ring the bell again. And there's another group that uh, it's just as important. And that's my ultra high net worth clients uh, and folks who have uh, net, you know, you're married and you have a net worth that exceeds $23 million. Uh, and there's a good group of folks like out there, and those folks, uh, it's even more important not to procrastinate. And those folks have options as well in order to ca- for each spouse to capture that $11.7 million exemption. Now, each spouse has to do it separately with separate property. So for those folks, oftentimes, the first thing is you got to separate joint property out so that each spouse separately owns property. And then even in North Carolina, we can, you know, I can create a, 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 well, if I had the money, I could create a trust for my spouse that is an effective trust. And my spouse can create a trust for me. It can't be identical trust, but it there has to be some variation in it for tax reasons. But the fact is that I can create one for her, she can create one for me, and each one can hold up to $11.7 million to capture our estate tax exemption. Now, why this is so important is because next year we know that it is highly likely the exemption will fall. And even if it didn't happen next year, it's going to happen in 2026. So that's, but bottom line is the fact that that uh, we can do a, an irrevocable trust that gets our property out of our taxable estate now so that when we die, it's not part of our taxable estate for our children. Now, the fact is, if we use our $11.7 million gift tax, then we won't have any estate tax exemption when we die. So everything we hold at that point is going to be taxable for estate tax unless we do some other types of planning. Part of it is gifting with our $15,000 annual exclusion uh, part of it will be uh, other types of trust. We can use an irrevocable trust to freeze values. So if we have assets that we expect to appreciate significantly over our expected lifetime, we can freeze those values by using other types of tax planning concepts that work extremely well. So trusts are your friend that can be used for income tax planning and estate tax planning, uh, which our higher wealth families really need to take advantage of 
this year. We got two and a half months left. And if you don't take advantage of it before the end of this year, then your children will have much, much higher taxes to pay. And the bad news is estate taxes must be paid in cash nine months from date of death. And there's no extension on the payment of your estate tax. Most normal people don't want to pay any more taxes than they have to. So uh, if you fall into one of those categories, get a move on. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, if you have questions regarding this, you can do that by going to WGALaw.com or you can call the office 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. Bill, we often talk on the show about the importance of legal documents. And I think one of the the most popular ones that comes to our mind is the will. And you want to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, challenges to wills and how to discourage that. Well, that's an important topic. You know, first concept is you should be able to leave your property to whom you want, when you want, how you want, no holes barred. You know, now there's one exception to that rule, and that is that unless you have a prenuptial agreement, a premarriage agreement, then your spouse is entitled to inherit uh, something from you. And that depends on a lot of different circumstances. But uh, with that exception, you can and should be able to leave your property to anybody you want. And the fact is that not all families are perfect. <laughs> You know, the the fact is is that there are a lot of families that have um, issues in their family for one reason or another. It might be that a child has become totally estranged from you for reasons that doesn't matter what the reasons are, but they've basically said to you, you know, I don't want to see you again. I'm not part of your life, you know, blah. Uh, or it could be you have a child that has a serious drug problem or, you know, you know, or they're in jail or whatever it is. But the fact is, is that, you know, there are lots of folks that want equal distributions among children. That's perfectly fine for those families. But there are others who, because they've supported one child far more during the lifetime because of needs uh, and sympathy or whatever, you want to leave that child less or totally out. Uh, or there might be a, a child who's been your go-to person who's assisted you in your home for the last five or ten years, and you want to leave that child more than their siblings who basically you know, haven't called, haven't done anything, you know, those kinds of things. You should be able to do that. However, there are secrets to—not secrets. There are— uh, ways to um, discourage uh, any type of challenges to your last will and testament or to your trust agreement. And, uh, it, you know, obviously, if you've given one child a lot more money during their lifetime, you can have that reflected in your will or trust where that's considered an advancement. So the other children are are treated equally based on lifetime gifts as well as uh, what they inherit at death. Uh, you can and should put in a no contest clause into your will and or trust uh, so that if somebody actually contests it, they don't get anything. And you can do that. That's lawful to do. 
and it might be important for you to do. If you're going to leave somebody out or leave less to a child where it's, there's not an equal distribution, uh, then state the reason in your will. I'm leaving nothing to Joe because he hadn't called me in 20 years and we're estranged and I don't know anything and I can't see my grandchildren or whatever. But the fact is, if you want to leave a child out, you should, but at the same time, you should always acknowledge all of the people in your family, in your will or trust, so they can't say, oh, he forgot about me. You know, he must have signed this when he was out of his mind because, you know, I'm here and and uh, he didn't even put my name in the will. Uh, and the fact is, is that you should always acknowledge everyone and then ex- say exactly why. Uh, I mean, you may want to be diplomatic about it, but you don't have to be. But, you know, if a child is estranged, say the child's estranged and I'm not leaving him anything. And that can certainly discourage uh, any kind of contest because it's pretty straightforward. Uh, if, uh, if there are some issues with, say, early dementia, uh, then, frankly, uh, having a good uh, medical reports and those kind of things can discourage uh, uh, contests as well. And also having uh, the attorney uh, prepare really good notes Uh, at the time of the discussion of your will and at the time of the execution or signing of the will or trust is extremely important as well in the event that there is ever a challenge. Um, And, you know, like I said, there are issues like that where um, those kinds of things are important because I'm a big believer in the fact that you should be able to you're in control. You should be able to leave your property to whom you want, the way you want, when you want, how you want, the whole bit. But uh, it's your property. You created it over your lifetime, and you should be able to do with it what you want to do. But there are ways, better ways to do it than, than not. And understanding the options available to you is a key in doing that. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, you can do that by going to WGALaw.com. You can set up an appointment there, or if you want to call the office, you can call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000 to call the office and schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can also register to attend Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, October 13th, covering the subjects of long-term care assistance, dealing with Medicaid, VA benefits, as well as the subject of asset protection and trust planning. Both these webinars are free to attend. They're highly educational. If you find uh, Bill explains things in an easy-to-understand manner on these programs, you're really going to enjoy the webinars. If you haven't registered, be sure to do so now. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait until next month. Go to WGALaw.com, click on that Seminars button at the top of the page, or call the office 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back.
This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, Bill's webinars are happening this Wednesday, October 13th. Go to WGALaw.com to click on the Seminars button and learn more. Bill, we, we covered a, a lot of ground today. Any parting shots for us before we head out? Absolutely. Uh, for my high net worth families, uh, time is of the essence. You can't procrastinate. There's only two and a half months left in the year. If you're going to take advantage of the high exemptions that we enjoy today, you got to see your lawyer and get your irrevocable trust done before the end of this year. And if you want Bill to be your lawyer doing that, schedule an appointment to speak with him. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more or call the office 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. We are out of time for today. We, we hope you will join us again next weekend. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.